Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, and today is a very special episode, very interesting episode, although I know I say that all the time, but this episode definitely holds a very sweet place in my heart. It is a recap of my freshman year of college. Um, if you know anything about me and my academic background, this is technically kind of not my freshman year of college, but technically is, so it's my freshman year of college for all sakes and purposes. Um, it was definitely a bit of an adjustment, and it definitely had a lot, of, a lot of ups and downs, so I'm going to tell you everything, and I hope that this kind of serves as a decent bit of guidance for anyone that's entering college or may already be in college. Although the circumstances are a little bit different because of how things have progressed with COVID and whatnot. Um, I still hope it's like, oh, that's what she did. Or, oh, she really messed up when she did that. Let me not do that. I hope it's a little bit of that for you. So mm. I had to take a sip of water so we can get started now. Okay. So starting with the fall semester, honestly, rocky start kind of freaked me out from the beginning. I am a little bit superstitious, so I think having such a big shift happen at the beginning of the semester, a huge derailing of my plans actually, made me a little bit paranoid about what the rest of the semester would be like. So essentially, I was supposed to go on campus in the fall. They were like, yeah, you're moving in. Here's your dorm assignments. Here are your roommates. Here's the move-in dates. Go pick your move-in like, time slots and everything. Like It was all planned. And the week before, the week before I was supposed to leave, I think I already bought my plane ticket, hadn't I? Or maybe not. Maybe I had procrastinated and hadn't bought my ticket, but I knew I was going to campus like August 20 something. And the week before, they send an email being like, hey guys, um, actually, psych, you're not coming to campus. And I was just like, oh, okay. I like ordered like new jeans online and I had started buying so much stuff to take to school. And we were like, hey guys, Crystal's leaving soon. Uh, like it was, the plans were being made. The plans were in motion. And they were like, actually, no. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Like, fine, I guess. Like I knew my classes were going to be online regardless whether I went in person or not, but it would have been a great experience to have gone to college in the fall. But as I'll kind of explain more towards the end, it actually kind of was a blessing in disguise. I'm actually really happy for the extra time I got um, to stay home and to kind of ease my way into college. I get pretty overstimulated and overwhelmed very easily. So I think that having a little bit of a grace period, a slower start to college was actually quite nice. Um it was great. I actually really enjoyed it. Something I really have to get off my chest. If you go to school with me and you were on campus in the fall, which really didn't, it, it wasn't adding up. I didn't know until the spring semester that some people actually went to campus in the fall. I was just, they got all this, they got this massive head start. They made all these friends. They were hanging out all the time. Campus was basically deserted, right? So it's just literally you and your friends. And I was remember being so upset. I mean, I know that even if they told me, I don't think I would have gone or at least I would have, at least I would have contemplated it. Right. But it's like, I just show up in the spring and all these people are like, yeah, I was here in the fall. And I was like, you were what? Like you were where? And so that sucked. That was a huge, like, oh, okay. Must be nice. Right. Especially because those are people that got to make some really close knit friend groups, having that time, um, to be on campus, which is a limited number of people. And I was like, 
literally jealous. Like that's straight up what it was. I was so jealous when I found out about that. So like, yeah, I've let go of it now, but I remember being really upset when I found out that some people were on campus because I was like, oh my God, no one's going to want to be my friend because they had like literally four months before I ever stepped foot on campus to start making friends and to get really close to people. So I was like, okay, now I'm pretty much just having to infiltrate people's, you know, established friend groups. Although thankfully I was able to meet a lot of people who weren't there in the fall. So that was great. I just need to get that off my chest because that was that was really eating me up for a long time. But back to my fall semester from Miami instead of Philly, um, I developed a routine and I actually really like it. I'm I'm a textbook Capricorn in that I love order and structure and schedules and planning. Like I love that. That's ooh, that rubs me the right way, right? So it was really nice because I didn't take my classes from home. Um of course, I stayed in Miami. Just I didn't attend my class from my own house because of like noise and conflict and stuff. Not that kind of conflict, but just it didn't. It wasn't a good learning environment at the time. Um, so I would leave my house to go to a relative's house, and that's where I would take my classes during the day. So it was really, really nice because it created that um, kind of separation between work and play. Because I have my desk in my room. I would have sat in my room or in bed. Better yet to take my classes and I know I would have slept in later and I wouldn't have been on as on top of my work if I stayed home. So then it was really nice that even though I couldn't go all the way to Philly to be on campus, I could still leave my house and it still felt like I was going off to school. So I absolutely loved it. It was really cute for me because I started cooking during quarantine. I am nowhere near um, getting a Michelin star for sure, but I cook food that is edible mostly and it's just for myself so even if it's not edible i'll still do something with it but i started cooking during quarantine because you know obviously i was let out of school i had to feed myself during the day i was home alone so not really i had to start cooking for myself is the point of the story i'm getting distracted so because i started doing that during quarantine when the semester started in the fall and i had to leave home i was gone for literally like eight hours a day it was the equivalent of a school day Maybe no, it was actually way more than that. I was gone almost 12 hours a day because I would leave my house. Yeah, like 8, 30. I think I was waking up at 8, leaving home at like 8.45, something like that. And I didn't come home till like 7. So yeah, I was gone for a while. So I had to make myself like lunch and maybe like a second lunch. But for the most part, it was just one lunch and like snacks and stuff. So I would like cook the night before and I would put it in the container and I put my lunch bag put it in the lunch bag and put some fruit. I used to get like juice boxes and water, but it was really cute. I loved it. It was a great experience. Um, it taught me a lot of self-discipline and time management. I would say that that's something I really owe to my fall semester. So although it was under kind of the worst of circumstances and nothing really went according to my original plan, I would say the ways that I kind of had to compensate down the road ended up teaching me a lot of skills. I don't think I would have learned otherwise, I am crap at time management. I am a horrible procrastinator. It is like really, really bad. Despite being someone who loves planning and structure and order, I am also a massive procrastinator. So those two things clash a lot for me and create a lot of stress. So yeah, it was nice that because I knew that if I had to cook myself something to eat, it would usually be part of maybe what I had for dinner that night. So then I would have to come in, make dinner by a certain time, finish my homework by a certain time to get ready for bed for a certain time. 
like it everything had to go according to some type of time schedule in order for me to do everything and still get a good night's sleep um so that was great it was it was great to have figured that out and it was particularly useful because in the spring semester although I was on campus I still had online classes so I was taking my classes from my dorm so there was less separation between work and play than what I had in the fall semester so I easily could have fallen into that rut of taking my classes from bed um sleeping in really late and not operating on a schedule and so having to operate being forced to operate on a schedule in the fall was honestly a great experience so i mean yeah i've kind of gotten over it and i'm honestly kind of happy i stayed home i still got to see my fr- well actually no i didn't because of covid so i didn't see my friends but i think i saw my friends like once or twice in that four month period um sucks but you know it was it was really nice i was able to dedicate a lot of time to academics although i had major distractions which i'll talk about later but for the most part i think fall was quite good like i i first especially when spring came and spring was so much better for me i was like oh my god fall was crap it was garbage oh sorry i was like it was garbage but then like looking back now from even further in the future it was kind of good like oh my god it was kind of good academics were a whole nother like bleh. but I would say in terms of me getting my stuff done, handling my stuff, it was pretty legit. Um, yeah, so another thing that happened, a major, I guess, shift that happened during the fall semester, I became vegan. This was towards the end of the semester. So as I said, I cooked for myself already. And of course, everything I cooked for myself before would have like meat and seafood and stuff in it. So in about November... It was November. November of my freshman fall, I became vegan, which is due to other external reasons, but it was also something I did of interest. Health reasons and of interest, and I enjoy it. I am still vegan. Um, it's fun. So that definitely gave me something new then to get interested in and figuring out like new things to cook for myself for lunch. So it was kind of learning about a new part of myself and exploring that. So that was also a fun thing to have going on outside of school. Um, as I was saying before about having some distractions, I use social media like a lot. I think I've always used it a lot, but it was particularly bad, of course, during quarantine because I had absolutely nothing else to do. So I would spend hours, like at least eight hours a day on my phone. Like I literally had nothing to do sitting at my house. I spent a lot of time on Instagram and Twitter and I didn't really use Snapchat like that. Snapchat sucks, but I used a lot of Instagram and Twitter and I would watch like a lot of YouTube videos. And as I said, like at least eight hours a day. And I didn't curb that really once, um, once the fall semester started, I didn't curb it as good as I should have. So between classes and sometimes even like in class, I would be like on my phone, I would be like scrolling and refreshing Instagram over and over again. And it was a huge distraction because sometimes I'd be like, oh, I have to get this assignment done um, between classes. And I would end up on my phone and an hour would pass. I'd be like, oh, crap, you know. So I spent a lot of time on social media. And honestly, it wasn't really a good distraction for me. I have a love-hate, but mostly hate relationship with social media. I'm not a fan of it. I'm particularly not a fan of Instagram. Although I have become more active on Instagram because of uh, me promoting my podcast now. You know, 
I'm going to plug myself really quickly. Follow at untitled pod underscore on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I have, uh, it's, it's not been too great for, on the mental health front for me to be using social media a lot. Also going to plug myself, listen to my episode about mental health, but I've never had a super good relationship with social media. It's bred a lot of my insecurity and has taken a pretty negative toll on my mental health over the years. And it, what makes it that even worse is that I also had like a borderline addiction to using it. And I felt that kind of creeping up again on me these past few weeks. And it's like made me really worried because I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be able to stop myself again? And again, being forced to kind of use it more frequently with podcast work and networking and stuff has been very difficult for me. So yeah, social media sucks. I hate it. And I was using too much of it. And as I said, that created a huge distraction for me, made it a little bit harder to get my work done. So then that sucked. And then the free time I had and in classes and everything was just consumed by me using social media. And it took a huge toll on my confidence, not just in a physical sense of, oh, I don't like the way I look today or anything like that. It also took a toll on my confidence and my self-worth as a student because I could just, I don't know, like I follow a lot of people who go to certain types of schools and it would just kind of eat up in my head being like, oh, this person goes to this school. They must be doing so well because of course everyone's posting the really pretty parts of the year. No one's going to post them crying over their midterms or their finals, right? And at that point, fall semester, I didn't really post much on Instagram at all. Um, so then it was literally just me consuming other people's content being like, wow, they're having so much fun. Maybe they did get to go to campus. Cause I do know a lot of people that got to go to campus in the fall, or even if they were here, they seem to just be having the times of their lives within COVID regulations, of course. And I was just like, wow, like I suck. Um, it was like, wow, they're having this like picture perfect freshman year. They're doing so well. You know, of course I would make assumptions about their academic performance based on the types of school they go to. Not that I would assume that you performed worse because you went to a lower ranked or whatever type of school. Not in that way, but it's more of a, the higher it is, whatever. I'm not even going to try to explain what's going on in my head because it's complicated. But yeah, that really sucked. I don't think that I enjoyed that too much. And then I think that with the added stress of, you know, being at a new school and not even being considered even remotely close to being the cream of the crop, anymore was also a tough adjustment you know everybody talks about that um with college is you know you might have been the smartest kid in your class the second the third whatever you might have gotten a lot of recognition for your academic performance over the years but once you get to college you're one of now like a thousand 1500 people you don't stand out as much in college unless you literally i don't know build a freaking rocket or something and unfortunately i know people who have also done insane stuff like that. So then that also took a toll on my um on my self-confidence knowing the types of people I was going to school with. I followed a lot of people in my class because you know those um hashtags like the school in your year tend to circulate a lot after like acceptances come out and stuff. So I followed a lot of people from my my class and so I would be like, "Oh wow, like they're doing all this insane stuff. Like I'm seeing people who are like activists and they're working with like teen vogue and they've had a lot of their work published and they're doing all these interviews and deals and i'm just like i haven't done anything like i felt so crappy i felt crappy about my prospects of getting in and then i got in and then it was like oh crap like 
I was like, oh man, like I have to do something insane. And to this day, I haven't really done anything insane. So it's like, that's a huge other thing. Oh my God. Which I, maybe I might touch on a little bit more later, but, but at the same time, despite this huge hit that my confidence took the in the fall, my confidence and my ability to make friends didn't really decline too much because I at least I was able to use COVID and distancing and whatnot as an excuse because I wasn't on campus. So then, and I wasn't the only person who in class would end would just close the Zoom and would only ever really talk in group meetings and stuff. Like I wasn't the only one. So then I was like, okay, like if it's me and everyone is also just closing right after class and they're not that active and they're not doing all this insane stuff in terms of building a social life for themselves. And it's like, okay, then me doing just that isn't as horrible as I might think it is. I was in for a bit of a rude awakening when the fall, when the spring came and I realized that that's actually not what people were doing. People did actually make friends. Um, I was the odd man out, which is unfortunate. But at that time, at least in the fall semester, I was pretty satisfied with the lack of friends I had made at my school because it's like, okay, I don't, I don't know you. Like we're not in the same room with each other, you know, like it's just, it was fine because I knew that I would end my class. I would do my work. I would go home. That's it. That was literally it. So I couldn't beat myself up over that. So, yeah. And, uh, oh, getting into the academic side. I mean, someone might have questions about the academics and that kind of, um, and that transition from high school. As I said, this year wasn't really my first year of college. I had done like, like two, three years prior of community college work while I was in high school complicated system not gonna get into that um so having that kind of experience of one taking a lot of classes at the same time and two taking college classes so being able to sit in a room with college age students despite me being not college aged and having actual professors and doing actual college work was a really great experience that I think really prepared me well for college um personally in my opinion and I this isn't to sound like big headed or anything like that. Cause I feel like I've, you know, heard other people say similar things. I don't really think that college is more difficult than high school. I don't think the rigor of the work itself changed that much. Um, of course that depends on your major. I am not a STEM major. So I know I would find great difficulty if I took a class, um, in like bio or chem or something like that. But I was taking like more humanity, social science classes, language classes. So, the work itself wasn't rigorous. Like the material was not hard to understand. I was taking classes on urban education, the sociology of race and ethnicity, popular culture, which sucked. Um, I was taking my Korean language class and then did I take four classes or five? I feel like I took four. I think that's all I was taking. That is all I was taking. And the actual material itself, I would say the class, I would say that I had like I guess the hardest material was my Korean class, but even then it was very easy to understand. So the rigor didn't really change. I would say the hardest part about college is time management. Like time management becomes like infinitely more important in college than in high school. Cause in high school I could kind of get away with doing assignments the day of and just like not studying for tests and things like that. But in college you can't really do that as much. Um, and college, I would say, also kind of requires you to have a bit of a deeper understanding of the material than high school did. Even if the material isn't harder, per se, it does require, especially in the social sciences, for you to understand the material 
like the back of your hand because there's a lot of times where you're going to be asked to explain it like in writing extensively in many many pages you have to be able to explain that stuff in your own words and i take a lot of discussion classes as a sociology major so you have to be able to regurgitate the stuff you read in in um your articles and your journals and your textbook but also exhibit a personal understanding of the material so in itself the material isn't harder but it's it requires more effort on your part to learn it and to be active and engaged and whatnot like you can't be as passive in college as you could be in high school so i didn't struggle my freshman fall because my classes were hard i struggled for one of two reasons because a i didn't like the class or b the workload was what was hard to keep up with and it was a different type of work which is the work then the the technicalities of the work create more difficulty than the content so on that on a on the point of a which is a class i don't like I wasn't the biggest fan of my pop culture class. I took a pop culture class because I was contemplating becoming a communications like double major along with sociology. After taking this class, I dropped the idea of a comm double major really quickly. Um, tried to get out of the class many times. I didn't like it. It was more of the, it was, I don't know, like it's a technical side of pop culture. It was occasionally interesting, but the readings were boring. It was just, wow. It was that's that's bad like i hated it it was it was i literally would just mute it like i wouldn't even listen to the class like that was a class where i could told myself like i won't be mad at myself if i just don't pay attention or don't show up like it was bad on the point of b with the technical side being more difficult that was closer to kind of my sociology of race and ethnicity class because i had taken like two sociology classes before so I wasn't completely unfamiliar with um, what sociology was. I applied as a sociology major. My application supplements were very sociology-based. Um, so it wasn't that I was unfamiliar with what sociology was or anything. But the way in which your work is supposed to be done was something I was very unaccustomed to. Our midterm was literally like essay questions, many of them. Uh, the final paper was like 10 to 12 pages. And it's not just, oh, just write. It was a certain way that you have to express your understanding of the material and these connections you have to make and the arguments that you have to kind of um, combat and all this. It was it was the technical side of how to write a sociology paper was the hardest part for me. And it is still very difficult for me. I struggled with that insanely in the spring semester as well. Writing a sociology paper is actually so freaking hard. And I, I hate that because um, every sociology class great for me ends in a paper every single one like if you find a class that doesn't end in a like at least 10 page paper if you find that send that my way because every single one of them ends in a paper i don't hate writing but writing a sociology paper like you look at a paper and say like that makes so much sense and like what they're asking you to write about like, oh like that's all yeah, that makes sense and then you write it and you look at the paper and you're like, that's good. And you submit it and they're like, actually, you could have explained this better. That's not actually how this concept is meant to be interpreted or X, Y, Z. That was, I would say, the more most difficult part of fall semester was particularly writing sociology papers because I had to write papers for my education class. And the technical side of writing a paper for education is it wasn't that far off from what i was writing before so that wasn't a problem for me loved my class if you ever get to take a class on urban education i highly recommend it it is 
eye-opening. I still have some of my books, although I haven't finished them. It was a great class. I loved it. I learned so much. Um, loved my professor also. It was great. Um, and then I guess that leaves my Korean class. That's the only one I haven't discussed. I would say that class, I don't think it was hard. Like, honestly, it's an interesting thing because I'll be able to talk about two kind of sides of the Korean language, at least from a, a learner's perspective, is that in the fall, I thought it was super cake. And in the spring, I still thought it was pretty easy, but there was some increased difficulties in terms of what I had to remember. There was more to remember, I would say. It's not that the material was that hard, but then again, interpretation, you, whatever. Um, loved it. Korean has been my favorite class every semester. It's, I love it. I love the people in my class. Honestly, I think most of the friends I actually made my freshman year were people from my class, my Korean class in particular. I don't, I didn't really meet too many other people from my other classes. Um, I did a handful, but for the most part, most of the friends that I made, if they were from a class, it was probably from my Korean class and were actually like solid friends. So that's pretty nice. Um, love the material. I love learning the language. I think it's amazing. Um, it's considered one of the hardest languages in the world, which is a little bit discouraging, but honestly, I enjoy it. And I think if I enjoy it, then it's a little less, it feels a lot less difficult because I'm not being forced to learn it. So yeah, that's kind of my rundown of the academic side of my freshman fall. So we're kind of wrapping up fall semester now. One of the great things about fall semester is I was excited to wear real clothes again, which sounds like a little bit odd, but by the time that my fall semester started, we'd been in quarantine for over six months. So obviously all I would wear is pajamas. I would just wake up and if I like, I would just take a shower and just put on pajamas again. So I didn't wear real clothes because I also wasn't leaving my house. So it was really nice to put on a pair of jeans. Even if I was just going to go sit in someone else's house, I would try not to outfit repeat. I would try to actually, I would put actual effort into putting on like a decent outfit. So that was great. I actually really loved that. It also made me feel more prepared for my classes. And it's something that, that's something I kind of learned. And I kind of continued doing that in the spring and this summer, actually. I find that if I wake up and I put on real clothes, I actually feel like I'm going to do something that day. So right now it's summer. My internship is online. Obviously, I work on my podcast from home. I'm home alone every day. Like I just, I don't go anywhere for the most part, but I still wake up and I put on clothes. I won't put on like jeans, like jeans, pants. I won't do that. That's too much nor will I put on like shoes, but I do like put something on. I might do a little bit of makeup. I'll do my hair. I still run on a, a bit of a schedule, which I guess I didn't really plan to talk about my summer here. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Maybe we'll do a separate episode about summer 2021. Um, yes, but I loved wearing real clothes. As I said, you know, I would pack my lunch. I had a little backpack with my computer and my notebooks in it and my real outfit on and I had to wake up early in the morning and I worked all day long. As I said, I was out of my house for almost 12 hours a day. I would come home. I'd have to cook dinner, finish off my homework. Like I was running on a real schedule and felt like I was actually in school. Like I did feel like a student and that was really nice because I did worry that it wouldn't feel like I was in school. Like I wouldn't feel like a college student. And I feared that that would of course, then take a very negative toll on my academic performance because if I didn't feel like this was real, if I didn't feel like I was actually in school, then I just wouldn't do the work. Um, but I'm very happy it did feel very real to me. So I tried to create as much of a real school environment as I could. I would try to do all my work at a desk of some sort. I tried not to work in bed. I tried not to attend my classes in bed. I will admit that I 
did it a few times, but I really tried to keep that on wraps. I ate lunch at roughly the same time every single day. Actually, I did eat lunch at the same time every day. Um, dinner was a little bit more wonky, but lunch was at the same time every day. You know, I was dressed for my classes. It, it was nice. Like, I really, I felt like to some degree I did get a real freshman fall. So that was great. Um, so I would, I guess, kind of wrapping that up. I would rate my fall maybe like a 7 out of 10. It wasn't bad. Could have been better, I think. Mm, 7.5. I think I'd give like a 7.5. Maybe an 8, but I think more of a 7.5 because I know what my rating is for spring and it can't be too close to my spring rating. So like a 7 to a 7.5. I think I didn't feel too stimulated on the social front. as I, I did say I use social media a lot and I was satisfied with my lack of friends, but I do think that on that general front... I didn't feel, I guess, connected to my school community. That's what it is. I didn't feel as connected to my peers at school. So I would say that definitely was a huge, that knocked off at least the point for me. Um, So yeah. Yeah. So that wraps up the fall. That was my fall semester. Overall, not that bad. I honestly, I, I might say that it could be better, but I can't really look back and be like, I wish I had done this and this differently because there isn't really much I could have done differently. So, you know, I kind of just worked with the cards I was dealt. So I'll get seven out of 10, I would say for my freshman fall. Now moving on to spring, the much better semester. I mo- I had a mostly love relationship with the spring semester because I had a lot of optimism going into it and I mostly was not disappointed mostly I had some things that were pretty like pretty hard hitting things that kind of was like but I also found some unexpected unexpectedly good things that semester it was it was great so I came in as I said on the optimism front what was nice is I was able to move in pretty early before the start of the semester because they wanted quarantining and lack of contact and all that stuff and getting gateway tested so I moved in 10 days before the start of the semester so a week and a half So I had all that time to try to make friends, familiarize myself with the campus and the city um, and kind of just settle in and kind of get a feel for more of the social aspect of being a college student before the academic started. So I think that was really nice. Something cool is that I also celebrated my birthday before the start of the semester. So although the birthday was a little bit crappy, it was my 19th birthday also. It was pretty crappy. I'm not going to lie, which I'll get to in a minute, but I think that made me very optimistic, knowing that I would have those 10 days to settle in, to celebrate my birthday, to hopefully build myself up on the social front. Unfortunately, spoiler, I didn't. Um, That break was kind of, it was mostly spent alone. I did make a few friends that I did hang out with. And when I say few, I mean few. Like I couldn't, I don't even need to use my whole hand to count, but they were good friends. If you're listening to this, thank you for being my friend. Um, so yeah, I was very excited to make friends. I I loved the city in the time that I had to familiarize myself. I didn't really go into the city. I mean, wait, this is kind of sad. I went into the city one time in four months and I did it on foot. And that day was particularly windy. Philly is literally a windy, it's a very windy city. It also has a lot of inclines. So walking anywhere is kind of difficult. And it was kind of cold and the wind was blowing like a hurricane was coming. So that was not fun kind of deterred me from going back and yeah 
when I say I love the city, I love the bits of the city that I could see and interact with immediately around my campus, but I didn't actually go into the city, the heart of Philly, more than once. And I didn't mind the weather. In the time that I had to acquaint myself with the weather before classes started, especially because once classes started, I would be spending more time indoors to attend classes and do homework and whatnot. It honestly wasn't until a little bit later in the semester, like a month or two into the semester, that I actually started going outside like every day, like really often. I mean, when I first moved in, again, in those 10 days before classes started, I was outside every day because I wanted to familiarize myself with the area, hopefully meet up with people that I might have followed on Instagram before the start of the semester, or if I had met them or taken a class with them in the fall, then I would want to meet them in person in that time. So I was outside. So I was outside. I don't know why I'm explaining this so much, but I was outside every day, the 10 days I had before the semester started. And then after kind of getting into the groove of the semester, and then after it started warming up a little bit, I would spend more time outside. Um, Yeah, I didn't go on as many walks or anything like that as I'll bring up later until it started getting a little bit warmer. So in like March is when I started kind of doing that more. Um, On the academic front, I guess for spring semester, I mostly liked my schedule. I took five classes that semester instead of four. So sociological research, which as I said, I continue to struggle writing sociological papers, sociology papers, sociology papers. I struggled to write those in the spring, honestly, even more than the fall. The fall was tough. But it was even harder in the spring because it was research and I've never taken a research class. And it was just writing about sociology research is so hard. Oh, my God. I remember that class caused me so much stress. Um, But yes, so that, of course, another semester of Korean, I got to take a class on financial literacy, which is super fun. Um, I took a class on Iranian cinema, which was one of my favorite classes next to Korean. And then I also took. Hmm. Korean financial lit was on Monday, Tuesdays. Oh, I took a um a writing seminar, which was actually kind of fun. Um, I was worried. I get really I'm very particular about my writing. I don't feel like I'm the best writer, so then I get I'm really nervous about other people reading my work and critiquing my work. And we wrote a lot of different genres of 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 writing that semester, and a lot of it was things I had never written. I'd never written a white paper. I'd never written a memo. I'd never written a brief. I've never written anything like that. And we did a lot of that. So then I was like really nervous going into that class, but I love the environment. Everybody was equally as confused as I was, but everybody was super encouraging and super nice. Loved my professor, loved the, maybe not the material, the textbook, wasn't the biggest fan. It was a class on Pixar and masculinity, which is pretty interesting. The book was interesting, highly repetitive. The chapters were way longer than they needed to be. And I stressed my assignments more than I needed to. So totally my fault. But for the most part, yeah. Um, Yeah, so on an academic front, it wasn't bad. Financial lit was, it was a learning experience. Um, Loved Korean, of course. I got to see a lot of some, a lot of the same faces in this second semester of Korean that I did in the first. So that was great to see people again. Um, Iranian cinema was great. I, I like movies and I don't watch as many foreign films as I wish I did. And I got to watch like about 20 Iranian films. You watch two every week. Uh, that was amazing. I loved it. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. I have so many film recommendations. If you ever want any, I'm happy to share. I, I, I saw some gems and actually one of those films 
actually inspired a bigger project I'm working on on the side. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a class in my wrap up right now, but for the most part on an academic front, I mostly did enjoy my classes. My research class was like hard. It was so difficult. I got to read some very interesting pieces of research though, because it was for whatever reason, very based on religion. Cause that was studies that my professor was doing. So I got to read a lot about why people choose certain religions and why they don't, how we view religion, like the sociological side of religion. So that was pretty interesting. Um, and it was just, it was great. I got to read this really amazing longitudinal study. Oh, it was top tier. I need them to make that into a movie or something. It was great. So the material side of that class was fine, but I struggled a lot with the research side of it, which is the whole class pretty much. But everything worked out fine in the end. Thankfully, I stressed a lot over grades, which I didn't really talk that much about grades. I'll go off on a tangent on grades for a second before I continue with all the things I have to talk about. Um, I stress grades a lot. I, I feel like if I get less than an A on anything, I'm a failure. Although I don't believe that of others, it's a very weird internalized pressure. Um, so with that research class, I wasn't just stressing because it's like, oh, I'm a sociology major, so I actually need to understand how to do research. I was even more so stressing because it's like, I need an A in this class. Because I looked at it this way. I am a sociology major, so if I took a B or a C or whatever in any other class, it wouldn't, to me, it wouldn't look as bad as, well, no. Yeah, it wouldn't look as bad as me getting a B or whatever in a sociology class. Because it's like, that's your major. You should be performing your best within your major at the very least. So that also caused me a lot of stress. And because I knew I would be applying in the future to like internships and jobs and a lot, particularly internships would sometimes ask for your, your, um, transcripts. So then I was worried. I was like, Oh my God, like I need to get good grades my freshman year. I can't start off on a bad start. And I had the same worries just as much in the fall. I stressed my grades a lot, probably even more than I actually stressed, um, my grasp of the material, I cared more about how I was performing on the technical side of, was I kind of checking off the boxes on my assignments, things like that, which I actually talk a little bit more about that, um, on the front of education and grades versus actually absorbing the material and whatnot. In another episode, actually an episode earlier this season, I think it's called intelligence academics and bad professors. One of my favorite episodes of the season, which you should totally listen to. Um, I talk more about that. And I think I do offer some insight into my personal experiences with college a little bit more over there because this episode is not focusing on academics of college. Sorry to disappoint, but I stressed my grades a lot. I was panicked. I, I, it made, it made doing my work specifically for my research class more difficult because as I was doing it, I'd be like, man, is she going to take off points for this? Is this what she meant in the rubric? Oh my God, am I going to get an A? Like, that's all I would be thinking, not do you actually understand what you're writing right now? Like, you know, it was, it was, it was tough. I would say I fretted over grades so much that semester and it, it caused me so much stress. So that wasn't fun. Um, moving on from the crappy academics. Um, let's talk about my birthday. Cause I did say that I was able to celebrate my birthday, celebrate quote unquote, my birthday before the start of the semester. So my birthday is January 16th. As I said, I'm a Capricorn. I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, it was my 19th birthday. My 18th birthday wasn't bad. Thankfully, it hit right before COVID really blew up. Um, so I didn't have to spend my birthday in quarantine the year before. 
but I didn't do much. I didn't, I haven't had a birthday cake in years. I, I don't really get to celebrate my birthday. There's only been two years that I actually, actually planned something and one of them kind of flopped. So then it was, eh, I've never really celebrated my birthday properly. Um, rarely ever had a cake and had people sing me happy birthday and stuff. So that sucked. Um, what was nice though, I tend to forget about this is I think I sang happy birthday when I was in Jamaica in December with my family, we had like a little crystal going off to college slash birthday thing. That was amazing. I loved it. I actually think that was like one of the first days of January, last days of December. It was really nice uh, being with my family and early celebrating my 19th birthday. That part was amazing. That was great. Although I couldn't eat the birthday cake because it wasn't vegan. It was great. Um, but in terms of celebrating my actual birthday, this might sound either really nice to you or really pathetic. Um, but for my birthday, I decided that first of all, I had like two friends. So I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb and reach out to the people who I hadn't met before. Maybe I had met once or twice um, to really like put in the effort to kind of make some friendships. So of course, I didn't know how else to do that, but to offer people food. So I got brownies. Um, I took a friend with me to the store. We bought uh, like a package of brownies and I like individually packaged them. They were like mini brownies. So I like took, I bought the brownies. I bought Ziploc bags. I bought forks, like everything. And I would put them in little baggies. And some people got two if they were extra special. If you're Adri- if you're Adriana and you're listening to this, shout out to you. You made my birthday wonderful. And I gave you two brownies because of it. Um, and I would like write their name on the bag. And I went around on my birthday delivering those. Like I woke up that morning of course, I put on a cute outfit. Of course, I do every day. And I went around finding people and I gave them brownies on my birthday, which I don't regret doing. Um, I, I think it was really nice to remind people that I exist, which is something I'll talk about more on the friend front of my freshman spring. But I went around. I was delivering brownies to people. Of course, everybody said thank you. I don't think it made a big difference at all in encouraging people to be my friend. I know you can't buy friendship, but this was like a peace offering type of thing. And I don't think it made a huge difference. I mean, I I feel like I did make at least like one friend. Uh, When I say at least, I do mean just one out of it. I think it's also because we shared the same birthday and we kind of met over that. But yeah. So that was my birthday. Literally. I woke up that morning at like nine o'clock. I got dressed as if I was about to go out, walked around campus delivering brownies to people and then i finished that in like 30 40 minutes so then i was just standing there like what am i supposed to do now so then i did nothing i literally don't remember what i did the rest of the day i'm pretty sure i sat in my dorm watched youtube videos um said thank you to people who wished me happy birthday talked to my family and that was it and then what was really nice is my friend adriana was so sweet and once because we had met once before my birthday and when i mentioned to her that that friday was my birthday she was it friday or saturday it's a friday because i think this year my birthday is on a saturday no it might have been a saturday because i think my birthday whatever oh but last year was a leap year so i don't know something it was something and it was really nice because i'd never really used netflix party before but she set it up and we watched a walk to remember which i thought was super sweet in the moment the movie made me cry actually but then looking back i realized how problematic the movie kind of was in the whole like bully to lover it was very weird very weird but i really appreciated that 
it was really nice that someone wanted to do something for me on my birthday and I, we just chatted through um, the Netflix party messenger chat section while we were watching the movie. And I think that was, it was really nice that although we weren't in the same room because we couldn't have people over because of COVID and um, campus policies and stuff, it was still really nice to, in a virtual sense, spend my birthday with someone. So I would say that was the highlight of my birthday. And that happened at like eight o'clock at night. So from the time at like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., when I finished passing out brownies to that time, I literally didn't do anything. So for the most part, crap birthday. I think it was one of the crappiest because I was mostly alone. Of course, my friends were either at, my other friends were either back in Miami or they were at school. So then I couldn't really actually spend my birthday with anyone I was super close to. So then that sucked. Um, of course, I was also away from my family. So I was mostly alone on my birthday, which sucks. And I always have this thing with my birthday where I feel like I never get enough t- attention. Cause for me, it's like for the other 364 days in the year, except if it's a leap year, I feel like I mostly walk around with like an invisible cloak on metaphorically. And I don't get much attention in anything that I do ever. So I always feel like on my birthday, like people are almost obligated to pay attention to me and talk to me and be my friend and want to hang out with me. And on no birthday has that ever happened. And every year I'm disappointed all over again. And I turned 20 in like six months and I will be disappointed all over again. Um, Cause I don't know. I made a few friends, but I have a lot of acquaintances. I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but I, I have mostly acquaintances. So I know that my 20th birthday isn't looking too hot. Probably going to also spend that alone. Kind of want to cry right now talking about that. Um, cause I have, cause I'll spend all my birthdays because of the time that they fall at school. And I don't necessarily have this crazy tight knit friend group. So then I tend to spend a lot of my regular time alone, but I'll probably also spend my birthdays alone. So that sucks. Um, so yeah, crappy birthday number 19 just as crappy as the rest. So that really, that made me very upset um, down the line, just because at that point I started to realize one classes start in four days and two, I'd been here for six days and hadn't made any friends really, not that many, um, very few that cared to celebrate my birthday. So then I'm not blaming them. Like if I met you in that time and you're like, oh my God, she's talking so bad about me. It's not I understand we were acquaintances. I probably only met you twice. I'm not expecting you to go insanely out of your way to accommodate me on my birthday. But of course, I'm someone that'll always be like, I'm not mad, but then I'm actually upset. So then I don't expect you to do it, but it would have been nice if you did. But I'm not going to blame you or hold it against you. I feel bitter, but I mostly feel bitter towards myself. So like, it's fine. Um, Moving on from that, because that got pretty sad. And I still have so much to talk about. Where did I spend most of my time then, you might ask? Alone in my dorm. Most of the time, especially the first like two months of the semester when it was bitterly cold outside for absolutely no reason. Although I really learned to appreciate the cold. I always used to say, why would people ever live in the cold voluntarily? Like that's so stupid to me. I still think it's pretty stupid. I live in Miami. It's warm all year. Um, But it was a nice cold and it was really, really nice because it was technically like the coldest winter in like 10 years is what everybody was saying. And yet, yeah, like the lowest it ever got was like 14, 15, but that was only at night, late at night when no one was ever outside. And for the most part, the weather wasn't that bad. Average during the day was like 20s and 30s. And with the right layering, it wasn't that bad. We didn't have to commute to classes. So I I wasn't spending that much time in the bitter cold. So it wasn't bad. Overall, I don't think the weather was that bad. Um, 
Yeah, and I thought that in the moment. I'm not just saying that because this is after the fact. But yeah, spent most of my time in my dorm. Honestly, even after things opened up a little bit and I was going outside in the warmth, I was still spent most of my time in my dorm throughout the entire semester. I spent most of my time alone. Um, oh my God, this is where the journal entries are going to come in, which if I don't, if I don't feel like this episode is getting too long, I'll, I'll mention it. But I spent a lot of time alone and then I was in my dorm alone. My phone was so dry. Another thing I didn't mention was I deleted social media at the start of the semester. I think the day before classes started. So like January 19th, I deleted social media. I It was stressing me out, taking a toll on my self-confidence. I felt like garbage. Everyone was having this amazing freshman year and I felt like trash because I was comparing myself. And it was too much of a distraction. It would take up too much time. I had so much to get done. So I didn't bother. So I deleted it. Deleted Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat off my phone. And I didn't go back on Instagram again until May. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Never went back on Twitter or Snapchat. Never planned to. Um, so then when I spent that time alone in my dorm, I wasn't even spending it on my phone. And no one texts me. No one talks to me. So I never spent time on my phone unless I was talking to my bestie or my my mom or my siblings or something. So, and I didn't start getting into reading until April. So I honestly don't know what I was doing in my dorm, just sitting there all day long. But something I am proud of myself for is... For the, I kept up my mental health pretty well. And I think that not using social media was a good thing. Um, and usually I get kind of nervous when I have to spend a lot of time alone with myself because that usually is never good. But I was really proud of myself for not falling into um, any like state of depression and for maintaining my self-confidence. I feel like my self-confidence grew a lot in like that month of December for part of it for some pretty bad reasons, which I'm not going to get into. But... It grew. And then it started to grow for good reasons, I would say, during the spring. Because I spent time with myself and I actually learned to like myself. I was like, you're actually kind of cool. You're kind of interesting. Anyone should kill to want to be your friend. I, I kind of developed that mindset. And it was really, really nice. So me spending time with myself was quite a... It was a good thing. I felt pretty pretty solid. Um, I think I talked about this actually in the first episode, the relationship episode, about spending time with myself, caring for myself, learning to like myself as a person and enjoying being single. Um, that it was at this period that that happened for me. I spent time with myself and I became my closest friend, I would say. So spending time with myself wasn't bad. There were times where it sucked, where it would be like a Friday night, a Saturday night. I could hear people out going out, having fun with their friends. And I was in my dorm. Like every night I was in my dorm. I almost never went out at night. Um, I would occasionally have lunch or dinner with someone, but especially towards the end of the semester, like the last two months, I mostly had dinner alone in my dorm. So that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, funny enough, in that time I spent in my dorm alone all the time, I actually attempted to start my podcast at that time. I actually recorded the first episode, which ended up becoming not that exact version of the episode, but that topic actually became the fifth episode of this season. I simply shall not work. Um, that subject was born because it was like, midnight and I was taking a shower and as I was in the shower I was ranting to myself of course um about like work and education and all this stuff and I was like wait this is such a good podcast like um episode idea so I like hopped out of the shower I was still in my robe I sat down set up my equipment and started recording and it was babbling it was me talking in circles I plan my episodes now and I look at a plan 
as I'm going through so I can remember everything that I want to talk about. And that time I didn't do that. I just set everything up and started rambling. I made some very strong points. Totally agree that I did. But it was very out of order. It I knew I didn't have a, a, a name yet for my podcast. I it was just very it wasn't the format that I have now. So then I didn't want to put that one random episode in there. So I decided to re-record it, which I didn't do until this summer, which I procrastinated on because I didn't want to have to listen to my episode all over again to then create the plan to then do it again. But I ended up caving and I eventually did it. But yeah, it was a failed attempt, but it did give me an idea for an episode, which the idea made the cut for season one, which was great. Um, yeah. Another thing, I guess I might as well just keep going on all the bad things. I save all the good things that happened this semester, kind of for the end, to end on a good note. Um, cause I have a lot to talk about. On the kind of bad side of things, I got obsessed with applying to internships, which doesn't sound like a bad thing, but I started doing this in January. The semester had literally started like a week ago. And I was already like, I was on Handshake because someone recommended Handshake as a place to look for internships. I was like, oh, Handshake. So I was on Handshake every day. Of course, I didn't even have social media. So then I would spend an excessive amount of time on Handshake. I used Handshake like it was Instagram. I would refresh it. I was searching. I was like saving the postings and I was putting in all these applications. I did my resume over, all this stuff. Every single day, I put in like over 20 applications. And it's funny because sometimes I would even apply for things I wasn't actually that interested in. So then when they'd come back and be like, we should have an interview, I'd be like, some of them I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. And I would do it. And then other times I just wouldn't respond to them. I, it was a big confidence booster. Something that really, man, I wish I had mentioned this in my I Simply Shall Not Work episode, but I'll mention it now, is I had that a big test of, I guess, almost my integrity um, at this time because it was a huge battle between money and happiness. Like it was, this was just like, I talk about that a lot in the simply, I shall, I simply shall not work episode, but this was the real, that it was that internal conflict like personified. Like it was, I was in that exact moment. It was insane. Um, it was an internship of which the actual technical work I had no interest in. It was business finance stuff. I, I didn't want to do that. And it was in person, but it was also super far away from my house. I would have to pay like probably like $20, $30 each way to take Uber there. It was like an eight hour a day, 40 hour a week job, like crisp suit office building downtown Miami type thing. And none of that appeals to me. And then the technical aspect of the work, what I would have to be, didn't appeal to me either. Um, but I convinced myself, oh, I was like, oh, I can do that. You know, because I was looking at that exact same company as a place I would consider applying to. Um, after I graduate, because a lot of kids from my school work there, they make bank. Um, I mean, those people actually seemingly enjoy the work that they do, but I knew that I didn't, but I still applied because it's also super freaking competitive. So I was like, oh, the likelihood of me getting accepted for this internship is low. So like, I might as well just do it. And because I was like, oh, my mind might change. And I heard that they pay a lot of money. So if my mind does change, I have a really well-paying internship to fall back on spoiler alert didn't take it second spoiler alert i ended up taking an unpaid internship long story but it was like a long application i put in the application which is just my resume and i passed the initial screening which was like insane for me it's like, oh my god like they want me haha <laughs> so then i had a second stage of it i guess no that's the first second second stage passed that too really proud of myself i was like wow 
I'm like, it's going. It was mostly a confidence booster. And I'm one of those people that I'll like play around with something for entertainment. And if it boosts my confidence. So I felt really proud of myself. I didn't really talk to anyone about it because I didn't want to come off as like, she's flexing. But I was really proud of myself for making it this far. Um, Especially because I felt like I had a pretty crap resume too. But then I made it to the third round, which is like a game you had to play, which was really interesting. And I like bombed the first round, but then I started to figure it out. It was actually kind of fun. Pretty weird. But I actually respect their use of that game as something to be part of the application process because it was pretty much they could observe certain skills in you as an applicant in a in an indirect way through a game versus an interview or something. So I thought that was super cool, although there was an interview and the interview is actually why I ended up not continuing, but played the game for like an hour and a half. That was literally was an hour and a half of playing a game. And I was like, I literally bombed it. I, I bombed like two out of the three rounds. I was like, I'm not going to make it. And then they contacted me for the interview and I was like, yeah, okay. But the interview was supposed to be like four hours. They had all these training sessions for the interview that you could go to. It was a problem solving. Like they would give you a case study and you had to solve it in the interview. I was like, no, I was, this is too much. They had like, oh, we're releasing the past cases and we're having multiple tutoring sessions a week. This was, mind you, like a month before the interview. So then I was like, no. And then second of all, the interview lasted like four or five hours. It was like several, four different interviews spread out throughout a whole day. I was like, I also have class. I can't be doing this from like eight to whatever. It was too much. So I I didn't follow through with that, but I really strongly considered it and even continued so far in the application process because I could have made like $15,000 in one summer. And I was like, wait, that's kind of a lot of money. And I knew that I needed the money and I really wanted the money to help like support my family in the summer. But I knew that I couldn't sell myself out to do something that I wouldn't like. And honestly, this podcast might not have been bored if I had taken it. So who knows, right? It would have, you know, 40 hours a week, 10 weeks on my summer. I had to commute there and back. I had no clue how I was going to go there. And then to spend eight hours a day doing work, I didn't really care for it. It was just a waste of time. So I ended ultimately turned it down. Chose happiness over money. Very proud of myself. So I think that was a huge learning experience and has really changed my outlook. I, I do still occasionally, very sparingly look at, um, what's it called? Handshake for like internships and stuff. I've recently started looking at the fall, but I've, I'm mostly trying, I need the money to support myself. I am a college student. I don't work otherwise. I'm a low income student. I rely on financial aid. I don't have, you know, a lot of personal money to rely on to keep myself afloat. So I, would like a paid position, but I also know that I'm not willing to kind of sell myself out for money. And I, I offer that advice to you. I plan to offer a little bit more advice at the end, but I really offer advice in that really as difficult as it might be. I I'm saying this, I can't prioritize your happiness where you can, but I also understand that life is difficult. And if you need to keep a roof over your head and it requires you to do crappy work that you'd rather not do, and you have to take it, I'm not going to fault you for that. You know, do what you have to do to survive but I, I hope you get to the point where you're not you're no longer just surviving, but you're thriving and you have the luxury then to prioritize your happiness. That is all. So, yes, moving away from the academic side, back to my personal life. I mostly stuck to being vegan. I mentioned I went vegan in November of the semester prior. I mostly stuck to it. I say mostly because I had cream cheese a few times. I... That was mostly the thing I slipped up on. I had a few bagels with cream cheese. I had like, occasionally I would have cake 
and cookies, which were not vegan. But for the most part, I tried to curb that too. I really tried to curb my diet. I am a cereal snacker. Not cereal as in the food, but cereal as in like cereal killer. And I lack, um, I'm very impulsive sometimes when it comes to food and I lack self-control when it comes to food. So I'd be in the dining hall and they had the sweet section and I would just go get a slice of cake. And then at one point I realized, man, I ate cake every night this week. I ate half a, a pint of ice cream in a sitting. I was like, wait, you need to stop. So I would stop buying those stuff for myself. And those would usually be the things that caused me. I mean, I would always get dairy free ice cream. I hate ice cream and dairy now, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mostly stuck to my veganism. I had, I was super grateful to have really good vegan options in the dining hall. Sometimes it freaking sucked, but for the most part, it was good. It sucked towards the end, but in the beginning, it was really good. I was introduced to a lot of new foods and that made me really happy, influenced. I mean, I had some stuff I was supposed to come home and make for myself and I never tried. So now that I just reminded myself of that, maybe I'll do it soon. So yeah, that was pretty nice. Um, Again, we're rolling now. From here on out, I believe I have all good stuff left to say. So you see, the bad stuff wasn't that bad. It was getting consumed with... um, internship stuff which stressed me out a lot because then I felt like I was a failure had nothing going for me in the future but I got over that I felt pretty lonely a lot of lonely I had crappy birthday but for the most part and crappy academics at some point of my research class but for the most part it was a good semester I would rate this one much higher than last semester which I'll get to in the end on the friend front you may be wondering how was your social life in the spring mostly non-existent but it was nice because I spent a lot of time with myself, but it was like quality time. I was able to do more with myself than I was able to do in the fall. So that was great. I'll get to that in a minute. On the friend front, though, I did make a few good friends here and there. I was able to meet some people from class. Even if we didn't become close friends, I would be like, hey, like we took this class together last semester. Do you want to eat? So I did get to meet some people from my classes that way. I became very bold in my approaching of people. If I wanted to hang out with you, I would just text you and be like, do you want to have dinner? Do you want to have lunch? When are you free? So I did get to see... I had a few people that I did see like recurringly. So that was really nice. Um, of course, not as many as I would like. I have this idea that everybody's obsessed with me and wants to be my friend and I should have a million friends. And I've never at any point in my life had more than like five close friends. And that's that's an overstatement, like four. So yeah, yeah, didn't even have that many this semester, but I made good acquaintances and I feel like I set good roots generally if as long as people remember that i exist then i feel like i set pretty decent roots for what's coming in the upcoming fall semester which i'm looking forward to um in the beginning though and for a lot of the time which if i still have the balls to read my journal to you and which i did say to my my best friend because i talked to her all the time when i was at school is i felt like no one showed interest in me i'm not talking romantically that too but i'm mostly talking platonically i feel like no one actively wanted to be my friend i would constantly reach out to other people to hang out but i felt like very rarely did like two people did it it was really nice i prayed three and i really appreciated it um of being like hey are you free to have lunch today or something or next week or whatever i i really appreciate it but i feel like for the most part i was definitely the one putting in most of the effort in my friendships i'm not even going to sit here and sugarcoat it like take that as you will if you actually know me in person but I was the one that was making the effort. I would be like, do you want to hang out? Or I would try to text you or I would be the one carrying the conversation. Like, I just felt like I was carrying all of my, oh, not all, most. I will admit that there were times where I could have been a better friend. I take wholehearted responsibility for that. I have a particular person in mind that I feel like I could have been a better friend. 
I could have reached out more. That's totally true. That's exactly what, what Rosalie told me. But I think I could have been better, but I do think I, I, when I clock that in myself, I would do better. I would be like, do you want to have lunch with me? How are you doing right now? How are you? Whatever. I didn't do it often, but I did do it. And so I felt like for the most part, my efforts were not reciprocated. And I feel like that's part of why I don't have any close friends. And it's not even just a matter of reciprocation on, on anybody's part. It's also a matter of initiation. And I feel like I always did the initiating. So then I, I, I couldn't be bothered because why didn't you initiate first? And then it's not like when I initiate, then you would carry the other half equally. I would initiate and carry. So then it was like I was wasting my time. So then I stopped. I stopped. So I will admit towards the end, I just stopped. I couldn't be bothered. So that sucked. I would say that the the friendship or lack thereof aspect of my freshman year in the spring, it hurt more in the spring than the fall. Because in the spring, I could see everybody hanging out with their friends and they were all going out all the time and having all this fun and traveling in groups. And I was always by myself. So I would say that was the worst part of my freshman year, worst part of my spring semester. And I journaled a lot about this. As I said, I might get around to talking about it. Um, I'll paraphrase from my journal. I'm too embarrassed to <laughs> read it word for word. But it was tough. It was definitely tough. Um, I I don't feel very close to really like anyone, like close to talk about my personal life and things of that sort, like at all with anyone. So I still don't text people. Like I'll tell you right now, my phone dries out. Um, so that really sucks. So I think on the friend front, I'm incredibly underdeveloped despite having four months on campus. So that sucked, royally sucked. But, you know, at this point, obviously there's nothing I can do about it now. I can keep trying in the future and whatever happens, happens. I feel like I had to force a lot of friendships um, this past semester. And I hope that things come more organically next semester when classes are in person and you have to do things together, work together. That was also great. Group work helped a lot for me. It forced me to have conversations with people, even if... The friendship didn't go past the classroom, the Zoom classroom. It was still pretty nice. Um, I feel like I've been talking for a long time. So let's continue with the good stuff and then wrap it up. But I enjoyed my clubs. That was another great thing. That was a good opportunity to kind of meet people. Even if it was just conversation we'd have during a one-hour weekly meeting, it was still nice to meet someone. Um, Something I wish I had done was rush. It wasn't towards the end of my freshman year. It wasn't until the end of my freshman year that I, I had that moment where I was like, I should have rushed because I ended up meeting people who were like rushing sororities or had rushed. And I knew someone who rushed a fraternity and I was like, man, that sounds kind of fun. Like they were talking about having people to hang out with all the time and study with and go to dinner with. And I was like, that would have been like a built in friend group. So I kind of wish I had done it, but too late for that now. I wanted to rush a black sorority. Um, maybe I will, maybe I won't because I know there's a huge commitment with that. And I just want to be able to text my homies every once in a while. I don't have time for all these extra events and um, time obligations. Of course, I'm going to continue working on my podcasts while I'm at school. Other projects I'm working on at the same time, academics, extracurriculars, it's a lot. So who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe next season you'll see some sorority content from me. Who knows? Another great thing I did, I started going to the gym. If you know me, um, I mean, up until... Yeah, no, up until this year, I've been a pretty big couch potato. I was very active when I was in like middle school. I I actually enjoyed being physically active. I was a huge couch potato at home, but at school, I was pretty active. I did dance, all that stuff growing up. I was pretty active. High school made me into an even worse couch potato. 
freshman fall did nothing for me. And I've been dying to do something to get active again, but I've also been looking to work on my body and things of that sort. So I decided to go to the gym. The gym didn't open until like two months into the semester. It opened in March. And I went three times a week. I was quite consistent until mostly to the end of the semester. If I missed the gym, it was because it didn't fit into my schedule because I had club meetings and people to meet with or things like that. But for the most part, like 95% of the time, I was at the gym three times a week. I went by myself. I went for an hour each time. It was amazing. I loved it. I overcame my fear for exercising in front of other people. I was really proud of myself that if I didn't know how to use a certain type of equipment or if I wasn't sure my form was correct, I would go up and ask someone and thank you to the very nice people who helped me when I asked. I was shy. I loved it. I figured out what worked for me, what didn't work for me. It was great time to spend alone despite being in a room of maybe 10 other people. I felt like I was alone and that was great. I would run, I would do weights and use other equipment and I, I really enjoyed it. It was good time out of my day where I didn't have to think about work because usually I would have to work right before or right after. And it was a nice to carve out an hour of my day where I was just relaxing. And I found exercise pretty relaxing. And I'm super excited to go back and start going to the gym at least three times a week again this coming semester. Um, it was great. It boosted my self-confidence. It was time I got to spend alone. I was never in the gym being like, I have so much homework to do. I'd be in the gym and all I could think about was what I was doing in that moment. So that was amazing for me. I loved it. Um, highly recommend it. I know like the gym is just can be a very big, scary place. I'm very grateful to have such a small gym and they limited the number of people that could be in there. I know if it was hustling and bustling and it was a lot going on and I think I would have been a lot more nervous, but it was pretty quiet and mostly like half empty. So it was pretty nice. Um, I loved it. I think it was a great form of self-care. I adore the gym. I think if you get the chance to go, you should go. It doesn't just have to be about changing your body or losing weight or anything it could just be for enjoyment which i honestly actually enjoy going to the gym it sucks has not being able to go this summer but i'm looking forward to getting back into it i am moving pretty fast now because i do want to wrap up this episode i'm very hungry i haven't had lunch yet um more on the self-care sorry for bumping my microphone there um i was taking myself on dates again i mentioned this in I alluded to this in the relationship episode, the first episode of this season, where I talked about being happy with being single, spending time with myself, etc. Um, bringing it up here because it was a huge part of my sophomore spring, although I only started doing it like the second half of the semester. It was amazing. It's the best thing I ever did. And it kept me from literally losing my mind because I think if I hadn't done this stuff for myself, I would have been holed up in my dorm, bored out of my mind. So it was great. So for my little dates, I did them very frequently, um, multiple times a week, whenever I had time. If I was sitting in my dorm and I didn't have homework to do, I didn't have a meeting or I wasn't working on anything, I would just in that moment decide to get up and go, let me go to the museum, let me go walk around campus, let me go to Starbucks or something and watch my show. Like I would just walk campus. Sometimes I would literally walk laps around campus. I would get nervous because I'd be like, oh my God, I've walked by the same spot like three times. I wonder if anybody's noticed that I'm just walking in circles, but I loved it. I would do it all the time. So my favorite thing is a museum. I love museums and I've never really got the chance to go to any in Miami, literally ever. So I went to the museum. Some of my favorite museums are also in Boston, but side point. But I got to go to the museum. My school has a museum on campus. So I went there, two museums on campus, the Institute of, the Philly Institute of Contemporary Art and then the Penn Museum. 
And I went to both of those I could get into for free, which was amazing. I went to the Penn Museum twice. That one I know took a little bit longer to open in the semester. And I went to the ICA like three or four times, which is a much smaller, like a one exhibit um, museum, but it was still pretty nice. I like the museum. There was just one time I went to them two in the same day and it was a lot. Um, I loved it though. I love museums. I love just the silence. I wouldn't listen to music or anything. I would walk in silence and just observe, occasionally take pictures and just, it was really, really nice. It was a true date for me. Love museums. I think museums are a great date idea. Maybe I should make an episode about date ideas. I think it's a great one. Love museums. Um, I would take myself out for lunch. It's not just the same as me going to the dining hall and getting lunch and eating it in my dorm. No, I would actually take myself to lunch. So I would um, grab food from somewhere and I would try to eat outside my dorm. So there was this place on campus where I could use my dining dollars and I would get ramen. I only started eating the ramen in the second half of the semester. It was so good. And I believe it was vegan. I hope it was. If not, I don't really care. It had like, um, there was like tofu and it had corn and nori and oh, it was so good. I cannot wait to go back to school to have it again. And I would get like a roll of like a brown rice like vegetable roll of sushi as well. And I remember I did that. That was like my favorite date I ever took myself on where I went to the Penn Museum early in the afternoon because I would usually do this. I mean, I could do it on Fridays because I only had like a recitation that morning and then I had the whole day off. So I, w- I went to the museum early and I was in the museum for like an hour. Oh, this was top tier. I just remembered. I went to the museum. I walked multiple exhibits. I walked almost the entire museum. And the time, this was the second time I think I went because the first time I only walked through um, the... I think I walked through some parts of the Middle East minus the uh, like mummy um, slash ancient Egypt exhibit. And then I also walked through the section on um, Buddhism like throughout Asia. So that was that was all I did the first time. And the second time I walked like everything I saw like Greece and Rome and every, it was amazing. Love that museum. And there's a new exhibit coming this semester. So I'm going to go check that out as soon as I get to school. But I got off topic. My favorite date I ever took myself on. I went to the museum early, early in the afternoon. I woke up. I had my breakfast. I was like, I got to get ready and go to the museum. So I went, walked almost the entire museum. I was in there for like at least an hour, hour and a half. And then I left. And outside the museum has these pretty branches, these beautiful trees. At this point, it was like spring, spring. It was like April. And the petals were falling. It was beautiful. It was, oh, it was amazing. The weather, the sky was clear. It was nice and warm. It was perfect, like, light sweater weather i adored it um and i sat on the bench outside the museum and i journaled and it was beautiful oh my god i should look for that journal entry and maybe read it at the end i don't think i'm gonna read it at the end but at least look at it let me see if it really was sometime in april i'm actually flipping through my journal right now I don't, did I? I might not have journaled and mentioned in the entry that I was sitting at the museum because I don't really see it. Yeah, no, I don't think I journaled on, I don't think I journaled about being at the museum, but whatever, I journaled. Sorry, I took a second there to flip through my journal. I journaled and then I placed my order for my little ramen and then I went, I picked up my ramen and my roll and I sat at another I had to leave the museum to go do that. And then I sat on like a, a little table outdoors. It was really, really amazing weather this day. It was probably like 50 something, 60 degrees. It was amazing weather. And I sat outside. I think at this point, 
I was watching something on Netflix. I was on my phone watching Netflix, propped up my phone, and I had a bowl of ramen outside by myself. Sometimes I feel pretty odd eating by myself outside, like where other even indoors. Eating alone, no, it's even worse indoors. Eating alone when surrounded by other people makes me a little bit like nervous because, oh my God, she must, she looks so pathetic. She has no friends, but I did this multiple times. I ate my ramen outdoors because I was trying to spend as much time outside of my dorm as possible, really get some sun. And yeah, and then I think I went back to my dorm. I was nice and full. I was satisfied. I got to go to the museum. It was only like late afternoon by now. I think I took a sexy nap. That was it. That was the best date I ever took myself on. I act, it's the one I remember the most. It might not have been the best, but to me, it's the best. I, I really, I loved it. And thankfully, I didn't even have to spend any money because as I said, I paid for the ramen with my dining dollars and then the museum was free. So I didn't have to spend any money and I took myself on a whole like four hour date, which was amazing. So I highly recommend that if you can take yourself on dates, even better if you can take yourself on free dates, it's, it's an amazing experience. You don't feel lonely. Like I didn't feel lonely. I, I wasn't there being like, I wish someone was here with me. I was really absorbed in the exhibits at the museum. And then I just ate my food, enjoyed my show and went about my business. So it was great. And then I woke up from my nap, had my dinner and worked on my homework. And I felt very refreshed. I felt very satisfied with my weekend. So that was great. That was really, really great. Um, so yeah, museum, lunch, walks. Uh, we have Penn Park, uh, which isn't actually a park, which is pretty disappointing. Um, there's like um, like a baseball field and like tennis courts and stuff. It's more of like a sports thing. It's like near the auditorium. I don't know. It's like that. But I, I, I liked going there because it was mostly empty, especially when it was super cold outside in the beginning of the semester. So I would just go and sit by myself. And just sit there, literally, maybe listen to music, but just literally stare at the sky and do nothing. Or I would use that as my marker for my walks. If I went on a morning walk, I would probably just walk there and just right back, which was a total of like five minutes or something. But there was this one time, and it's kind of funny because I almost like lost my fingers. I woke up at like eight in the morning because I was like, I'm determined to go on walks before my classes. So I woke up at like eight and... It might have been earlier than eight. I'm not going to lie. It might, I think it was early. I think I woke up at like seven, seven thirty. I woke up super early because I think my class started at nine. So I woke up pretty early and overall it was a success, but you'll see why I was like almost panicking. Woke up, got dressed, put on my coat. It was like 20, like 20 degrees. And I feel like I underestimated what 20 degrees in the morning versus 20 degrees in the afternoon feels like because it was cold as hell. I was freezing and I was like, I purposely wanted to go out and journal. I wanted to get in the habit of journaling in the morning. So I got up. I was out of my dorm at like 7.30, 7.40. And I got to Penn Park in like two minutes. Literally, it's right next to my dorm. And it was completely empty. I sat on a little bench overlooking the tennis court and I journaled. If you could see my journal, it's so funny because the writing is so like squiggly because I couldn't keep my hand straight because I was freezing to death because I had to take off my glove to write because I couldn't write with the glove on. I couldn't hold the pen properly. So like my writing is like scribbling and it's all over the place and it looks so bad. And I had to cut the journal entry short and I was like, I'm freezing right now. So I can't write anymore. Love Crystal. Like it was, I was freezing. I wasn't there for more than like 10, maybe 15 minutes tops. Freezing. I was shivering. And then I was hungry. I don't usually wake up this early. And if I did, I would probably eat like cereal in my dorm or not breakfast like not eat breakfast at all sometimes but because i was up early i was starving 
And most, when I looked up on my phone, most places were still closed. They didn't open till nine, which is when I had class. I had to be back in my dorm by like 8.30 at the latest. So I was like, oh my God, I'm starving to death. I think at that moment I didn't have any food in my dorm. Um, I don't know why I didn't just go to the dining hall. I think it's because I have like a certain number of swipes that I use um, every day, whatever. So I didn't go to the dining hall. I don't even know if the dining hall was, oh no, it must have been open. I don't know why I didn't go to the dining hall. But I was like dying of, I think I checked the menu, wasn't very good. Something like that. And I was starving to death. And I ended up kind of breaking my veganism for this, like I said, with the whole cream cheese thing. And I had to like walk to a bagel place. I was like two blocks away. And it was a great bagel. It was like a veggie. Oh, so good. Sexy bagel. Oh, top tier. This is where it gets nice. I, I grabbed, on my way to the bagel place, I went to Starbucks and I got a chai tea, which is, well, chai. Chai is tea. Um, with oat milk? Because there's one place that doesn't have oat milk. And look, Starbucks doesn't have oat milk. Or at least at the time, they didn't. And I got that and I drank that on my way to get the bagel. And then I had a, went back to my dorm. I had a bagel. I watched a show. And I did all of this before class started. I was dressed. I went on a walk. I had breakfast. And I watched my favorite, one of my favorite shows all before 9 a.m. It was insane. I, I wanted to do that because I didn't want Because usually I would just wake up, get ready, eat breakfast, go to class. I wanted to try to get more done before class. Although 9 a.m. is early enough. Um, it's safe to say I never did this again. Because I f- almost froze to death. When I tell you I could not feel my fingers. I was in physical pain trying to write that journal entry. And I also had to take my glove off to use my phone. So it was just even worse. Never did it again, but it was a memorable experience. And I do consider that one of my dates with myself. It was an attempt at self-care. My first like kind of failed attempt, but overall it was not bad. But self-care nonetheless. And overall, overall, I enjoyed it. We are somewhat getting close. We're not. We're not. I'm, we're not getting close to the end. Um... So onto some of my favorite things, keeping it on the positive note. As I said, we're going to end on a positive note. Some of my favorite things were that I did in the semester were I went to an arboretum. I don't really know what the word arboretum means, but it's a place that had like trees. I think that's actually, it was like really far from campus. It was like an hour, hour and a half away. It was a thing they hosted as an event. I think it was a spring fling event, actually. They took us on a bus to this arboretum, literally so far away from campus Loved it though. It was an opportunity to leave campus because I never left campus like ever. Literally like never. I never left campus. And I went there and I was so, I went, I booked the ticket by myself. I like tried to find people. I was like, are you going? Are you going? No one was going. And I was like, I'll just go by myself. Lo and behold, I get on the bus and one of my friends was there. So I was, it was great. I was able to tour with her and we talked the entire time. It was super fun. So I didn't feel too lonely. Um, and then we ended up becoming like pretty good friends, actually. She's very nice. She brought me food when I was in quarantine. I love you, Victoria, if you're listening to this. Um, the Arboretum was amazing. It was like several acres. It was trees and beautiful flowers and statues. And the weather wasn't too bad. I saw ducks and swans. I saw a swan for the first time. It was it was amazing. I was there for several hours. I was starving to death. I was an idiot that didn't bring any snacks. And they didn't have food there. And I was gone for like three hours in the morning or early afternoon, actually. But it was amazing. So the Arboretum, the museums, which I've already mentioned, and the bookstore. And I went to the bookstore a few times in the semester. As I mentioned, I got into into reading in like April. Because I joined a book club. And then I just I got addicted. The books were great. The first book I read was that we read in the book club was Concrete Rose by Angie Rose. Angie Rose, Jesus. Angie Thomas. And then I ended up finishing her whole um, series. I ended up, when I went to the bookstore, I actually bought On the Come Up. Great book. 
And then I ended up being gifted The Hate You Give. Phenomenal, phenomenal books. And then ever since then, I've been really addicted to reading. So I've already finished 10, uh, 11. I finished 11 books since April, which I'm really proud of. I took a huge break from reading for like a month, though, this summer. I have a lot. I'm reading Twilight New Moon right now. I mean, I'm like three pages in, but I'll get there. Um, So yeah, the museum, the arboretum, the bookstore, those are some of my favorite things I did. I love the library also. I didn't, it wasn't a library that I could like go through and like check out books. It was actually like you could reserve slots in the library to do work. And this also opened a few months into the semester. So I would like book library sessions for like two to three hours at a time. And I would just go and just mass do my homework at least once a week. And I think towards the end of the semester, I started doing it twice a week in preparation for finals. That was amazing. It was an opportunity because I, I said, like I said, a procrastinator. And by doing this, by dedicating two, three hours to knock out most of my assignments, I could then take myself on more dates in my free time. So that was great. Love the museum, the library. Sorry. Plan to continue doing that this coming semester. <sighs> okay. We're actually almost done now. Another thing I like doing is going to Starbucks. So there was a Starbucks on campus that took dining dollars. So I would like go get like a chai latte is what they had on the menu with oat milk. I stopped drinking because they started kind of making me nauseous, but that's um, another thing. And like either a pumpkin loaf or a banana nut. Starbucks warms banana nut loaves. I put you on it. You need to eat that every day of your life. I don't care if it's not vegan. I don't know if it is. I don't think it is. I think it has eggs in it. But I I never cared. I ate like five of them during the semester. That with a nice hot cup of tea. And then I would like prop my phone up again, watch my favorite show on Netflix. I would, eating takes me like 10, 15 minutes. So I would do that, watch a few more minutes of my show and then walk back to my dorm. That's it. Literally, that's all I would do. It was an opportunity to eat some good food, have a good cup of tea that I didn't have to pay for and also just get outside of my dorm. Even if it's, I'm, the walk there was maybe like 10 minutes, another 10 minutes back. And I was there for like 15, 20 minutes, 40, 45 minutes out of my dorm. It was pretty nice. That was pretty nice. So yes, now I'm going to start wrapping it up. I don't know. I said I was going to read from my journal, but I don't think I want to anymore. I don't think I am. I'm sorry if that's what you came for. I'll try not to clickbait you in the title. In case you actually want me to read from my journal. I actually planned to have an entire episode in the future about journaling. Someone hold me accountable for that because I might say it now and then not actually record an episode about journaling. I want to do it when I hit one year of journaling, which is like January of 2022. So that'll be exciting. Um, so around my 20th birthday, actually, because I started journaling like two days before my birthday or something like that. So... Yeah, I'll tell you now that I'm not going to read from my journal. I'll save that for that day. Yes. So wrapping up this episode, finally, I talked a lot. Um, This semester, again, finishing on the spring note, changed my outlook on my life a lot. I got to spend so much time with myself that I figured out that I like doing things. I'm someone that's never had hobbies. So I'm like, oh, what do you like doing in your free time? It's like, I don't do anything ever. But I used to just be like, oh, I like to read. I would just say that, but I have never picked up a book by my own free will since middle school. So I just got back into reading and I can honestly say, yes, reading is a hobby of mine. Journaling is a hobby of mine. Working on my podcast is a hobby of mine. I, I didn't, I could, if you asked me this a year ago, I wouldn't have had a, an honest answer to that question. So that was 
really nice. I learned a lot about myself and my interests and developed hobbies. So that was amazing. Um, I came home with the motivation to do a lot. A lot of things I didn't do, but I did. I put off learning how to drive for like forever, particularly in getting my permit. I came home. I did that this summer. I actually got my permit last week. Procrastinated, but I did it. Um, I've been wanting to get my ears pierced since my freshman year of high school. Did that this summer. Um, wanted to work on my podcast because I said I was going to do it during the spring semester and then I never had the time. Came home. It was the first thing I did. Like days after I came home, I started working on my podcast. Um, there's a handful of things I haven't done, but for the most part, like I, I came home saying, I'm going to learn this and do this and try this. And I did. And spring semester was an amazing time to spend alone. Like I, as much as I wish I had more friends, especially friends that I could be talking to now this summer, I'm still infinitely grateful for the opportunities that I had to spend time alone. So that was great. And spending time alone does not have to feel lonely. And I hope that, you know, you'll take my advice and take yourself on some dates and really get to know yourself because you're like, oh, but I am myself. I must know myself. That's not necessarily true. I didn't know how much I liked certain things until I took myself to go do them. So I introduced myself to new things and made hobbies for myself. So that was really nice. Um, Yeah. So this is kind of a negative thing. I'll just throw it in there in passing. But the way that my semester ended, like the last week of my semester kind of sucked. I ended it in quarantine. So it sucked that after I finished my finals, I had about a week and a half before I was supposed to go home. And I had made all these plans with my friends. All of them got canceled. And I ended up spending that time in quarantine. And I was so bitter the first like four days. I was bitter. I was super pissed because I had... I was going to go to the arcade and all these people I hadn't seen in forever because of finals. I was going to see them and I had to cancel all my plans. So that sucked. But eh, I guess it was fine in the end. It sucked. I literally couldn't leave my dorm. It sucked. But everything happens for a reason, I'm sure. So I, I, I let that go. As soon as I came home, I was fine. Um, Yeah. I would say that, that that quarantine experience fueled my homesickness. I'm used to spending long periods of time away from home. So I mostly wasn't homesick. I miss my niece and my nephew. I miss seeing them like grow up, their children. So I feel like I missed a lot of that. And that was mostly it. I miss my parents, but I wasn't like crying to come home or anything. Quarantine definitely made me want to come home. At that point, I was like, I'm over it. I got to go home. So, you know, it wasn't the end of the world. I'm over it now. So finally wrapping up this episode that has been going on for almost a little bit too long and I want to just end on my final advice from what I experienced my freshman year as a whole and my thoughts on sophomore year going forward. Final advice. First, take yourself on dates. I think it's an amazing thing to do, whether you have a lot of friends or not. It's a great experience. I will continue to do that even if I have a million friends. Um, don't stress grades. I think that was probably it. It took a lot away from my my freshman year when I spent so much time fretting over my grades and not really taking the time to really absorb the material and enjoy myself and really connect with my classmates and my professors. I was just so caught up on doing well on these assignments, and I I wish I had appreciated and enjoyed my classes more. Um, don't sweat it. Whatever I think you really should have a whatever happens happens mentality. Of course, you should try you know, put in effort, but I don't think that you should fret your grades as much as I did. I think that was definitely a regret of mine. Will I do that this coming semester? Probably, but I'm definitely going to try to tone it down a lot. Um, what else is my advice? 
Hmm. I think it's better to be alone and be happy with yourself than to force yourself into friendships that you're not happy with rather than being friends with the wrong people. And that's something I thought about during the semester. I was like, I might feel like crap right now. I feel really like sometimes I did feel lonely, not just alone, but lonely. But then I would tell myself, I'd much rather be here in my dorm by myself rather than hanging out with friends that I don't actually like. So that's another piece of advice to you. And I think that's just my advice for um, freshman year of college. I feel like I, ha- I should have better advice, but if you ever want more advice, I'm I'm willing to offer it. I, sorry, one second. I, yeah. If you ever want to, I lost my train of thought. If you ever want to, lost my train of thought. If you want more advice on freshman year of college, don't, you know, don't be afraid to contact me. If you go to the Instagram account for the podcast at untitled pod underscore, you can send me a DM or an email telling me maybe your fears for freshman year, your experiences of your freshman year, if you've already completed it. And yeah, I'll respond. Trust me, no one ever talks to me. So I'll have plenty of time to respond to you. So yes. And then thoughts on sophomore year. I have qualified optimism. As much optimism as I had for sophomore year, but now that I know what life on campus is like, I I know what to expect. I'm not going to go crazy thinking I'm going to make friends overnight. So qualified optimism. I don't really have any specific things that I'm looking forward to really because I feel like I experienced quite a bit um, sophomore, freshman spring, sorry. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to go back to school. I, I really miss the freedom of being on campus and everything. I I do. I miss being able to just get up and I'm going to go eat lunch or I'm going to go to the museum. I can't do that now, especially because I don't drive. So yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that, for that freedom again, to s- properly spend quality time with myself, which I don't feel like I've done all summer. So... Yes, that is all I have to say in this episode. This was a long one, but it felt like a good end to the season. There will be a season closing coming soon. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I had an amazing time talking about this. I, it was, I'm really happy that I made an, a wrap up of my freshman year. I hadn't really reflected much on my freshman year, honestly, once I left campus. But now that I'm able to really look back and and think about it, I I realize I enjoyed it more than I gave it credit for in the moment and makes me realize how much I've grown. So thank you so much for listening so far and listening to everything, all my rambling. I, I truly, truly appreciate it. And don't forget, you can reach out to me at any time if you want advice on anything or if you just want to talk. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening again. Um, This has been the Entitled Podcast and your host, Crystal, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much.